1: All right, folks, this is a very special episode from the book marketing series. I've got my friend, Mike Capuzzi on. Mike is the author of The Magic of Free Books, the Magic of Short Books. He talks about Shooks, 100-page books. And we're gonna talk about how one pilot grew a real estate investment program just through book marketing. This really cool way a dentist actually got three new clients right away without spending a single dollar on ads through book marketing. Uh, the power of direct response in books, and why you probably shouldn't become an Amazon bestseller, but what he did for Mike. Mike, thanks thanks for being on The Garlic Marketing Show. Hi, thank you very
0: much. I'm looking forward to it.
1: And uh, before we get started, this is, of course, brought to you by videocasestory.com. You should probably be putting your customer stories in your books. Uh, You should put your customer stories everywhere. Go to videocasestory.com to learn how to collect, craft, and deliver your customer stories. All right, let's get started.
0: You know, Mike, why are short books valuable now? Well, if I could, I let me take one step back. I still think books are valuable, right? I mean, there's still some people say, "Oh, you know, who reads a book nowadays?" Blah blah blah. Um, you know, everything's got to be digital and, and free and all that. But I still think in this day and age, a traditional book, a, a, a book that you can hold and, and see and read and put on a bookshelf and sign an autograph, has a, a ton of value. They've been around in the marketing space for well over 100 years. I don't think they're going away anytime soon. So I think. You know, nonfiction books uh, are still very valuable. Now, I will contend that people's attention span is getting shorter. I know as I get older, I'm finding it harder and harder to read, you know, the traditional 300-page business book. Um, So I do think there is a a, a nice little opportunity for shorter books, books that take about an hour to read. That's what we publish for our clients, about a one-hour conversation in print form Uh, They're about 12 to 15,000 words, which is a lot less than your typical 75 to 100,000 word business book, and they're about 100 pages. But they are, you know, I mean, they're they're definitely real books. You know, they're books that you know you can hold and and sign and give away. And uh, so I think the focus and the fact they're you know shorter makes it nicer for the reader, and it makes it a heck of a lot easier for the author. And I, I think that's an important
1: point, especially in B2B. And that's what I I really, one of my takeaways, too, is because, I mean, do you know the stat? What's the stat of how much a
0: percentage of people read a whole book? You probably know it. (laughs) It's probably single digits. Um, And it probably depends on the book. Uh, It depends on the book. But, I mean, listen, the reality is I I look at myself. I am a a person who used to feel very bad if I didn't read cover to cover. And I would say I am. Most books that I'm reading these days, I'm struggling to get. Now again, non-fiction, business-oriented. Fiction or something like that's not a problem. But uh, a lot of these business books, I call them, you know, they're bloated. They're books, I call them books with bloat. And and for certain, whatever reason, they're just redundant, they repeat themselves, they go off tangent. And I just think a lot of folks, you know, appreciate tighter focus, like a short book. Not
1: only tighter focus, but there's also, a sense of it being done, right? It's
0: like I picked this up. I'm like, absolutely, oh, I'm, yes,
1: yes. I'm, I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna yes. read it. Like you said, like I might want to read all of this book, but I have so many books I've started, and I'm like, uh,
0: I got, I don't have time for it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's, it, by the way, I think there's a marker. Excuse me. I just, I just think it's a very yeah. real. You know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, people have to help other people write books they are like, ah, it doesn't really matter if anyone reads it. it. Doesn't even matter if they crack it. Well, I don't believe that, and I do believe there is a certain positivity that happens when someone can say, Hey, I read that book. I feel good. And even better is when they know what the next step is, which we can talk about. But I agree hundred percent with the iron. I think people do appreciate and when they can read the entire thing.
1: Yeah. And what I love about your books is like, cause they're, they're targeted at one person. It's like, here, you can accomplish this one thing. And if you want to read the next book, there's another book. And instead of, you know, having to go through this entire volume, mm-hmm you feel like you've accomplished something. I could speak to that person. And from a marketing standpoint, get it in the hand of the right person, have them read my idea and possibly contact me. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, I want to get into why this all works in the and how you're marketing with magic short books. But you had a fighter pilot that you did this with four times over. Perfect example,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. He's actually working on his fifth shook. So again, shook is a short, helpful book. That's our brand. Um, so Dom Tyke is a U.S. Air Force fighter pilot. I, I forget his status. I don't know if he's still active or if he's a reservist now. I know he's a trainer for other fighter pilots. So two years ago, he came to us right when COVID hit, um, and he, he has a, a, a side business for real estate investing, and he published his first shook, and I'm, I don't know if, you know if people can see when I'm showing up, but the first shook was Single Seat Investor. And what was cool about this, Ian, is a couple things that really are very unique about this. A, he was only targeting other fighter pilots and commercial pilots. So his his client base for this real estate business are pilots. So he was able to hyper-focus on who his reader is, and then he created a really unique type of investing opportunity for fighter pilots and commercial uh, commercial pilots. And he gave it a special name called Single Seat Investing, And that was his first shook. Since then, he's gone on, published three others, working on um, a fourth one for a total of five. Um, And the cool one, which I know you want to talk about, is Single Seat Wisdom, where he's now creating compilation books to raise money for childhood cancer, where he's basically it's him and 19 other fighter pilots sharing their stories to inspire the next generation of fighter pilots.
1: So cool, so cool, and like and that's what I love about books too. And you know, we had Michelle Prince on talking about like working with nonprofits and books is they they have a bit more impact. I I love video, but the books have a bit can have this impact that a lot of elements can and and mm-hmm. have that nonprofit impact. That's really great. Um, so, can you describe to me the process of working with Don? How did, you know, he came to you, he's like, I got this idea. How did,
0: how did it come together and work for him? Yeah, good question. Um, So a little bit of history is required. So I actually have an engineering degree from Penn State University. And I, when I graduated college back in the eighties, I did engineering for a number of years. Then I migrated to an engineering software company. So I started learning the software industry, but still in the engineering space. And then at the height of the dot-com era, uh, late 90s, I, I went out on my own. I actually left a really good job and started my own consulting company in 1998, and I've been doing this ever since. So I, I share that, Ian, because I think like an engineer. It's just, I just... Tw- you know twenty five years later I still think like an engineer meaning I'm very methodical I'm very you know I was like ten minutes early for this interview it's just the way I operate, right <laughs> So I have developed and I've been really I've, I have a good reputation and um, history of making complex things simple. so I've created a really unique way of going from idea so Dom he didn't have single seat investor as an idea it came as a part of this process where I literally go from you know, square one, which is what's my idea for my book, to about 12 weeks later, a printed book in hand if they follow, you know, the steps uh, in a timely fashion. So it's a step-by-step process. We walk, I'm a marketer too, right? So we walk through, you know, who's the target reader? What do you want them to accomplish by reading the book? What do you want to accomplish? Because these are direct response books; these are books that are meant to generate business. all right That's that's a key thing. Also, these aren't just books about putting a book out there. It's about this is almost like a sales letter in book format. But um, you know, it's a step by step process to really just work. And I work with directly with every client, so they're getting my 20-some odd years of experience working on their book for them. Love it, love it. And so, 12 weeks. You, you help them
1: identify market, everything, start to finish?
0: Yep. The message, what their calls to action, which a lot of, you know, book authors, nonfiction book, you know, book authors completely miss that opportunity. Um, you know, how are they going to generate business from the book? How are they going to use the book once it's done? So, yeah, it's, it's an A to Z, you know, opportunity. And,
1: you know, I, once you've got it out there for him. Did you give Is it something you gave away for free? How did, how did he use it then to build the business?
0: Yeah, so there's, there's two things that are probably a little bit different than with, with our publishing opportunity. And again, I work with a lot of Main Street business owners. I work with a lot of coaches, consultants, corporate executives. So none of them are worried about selling books to make money, Ian. right? This is not about the $2 you might make on Amazon if you sell a book. We're happy to give them away as much as possible to the right readers. So one thing's different is you know we're not worried about making money on the front end of the book. The second thing is we typically, though I am working with a client right now, we're gonna try to get her to become an Amazon bestseller. We don't play that game much either. Um, it's just not something you know, I won't go into why, but it's just for our authors, it's about you know using the, getting the book done, using it effectively. Um, If they can, you know, sell a lot on Amazon, that's great, but typically they just want to start using the thing and, uh, you know, get it out there.
1: Yeah. And I want to make a distinction because we also had Alex, our mutual friend on, talking about Amazon ads. And even he's running ads, but it's not to make the book a bestseller. It's to make the book and get the book in the right hands of the people and get them into your funnel and as a
0: direct response methodology, right? Absolutely. I mean... I, I poo-pooed the whole bestseller thing for years. I even wrote about it in a couple of my books. But um, in in twenty twenty, oh gosh, what twenty twenty? Yeah, two years ago, I, I actually got serious and, and really studied what it means and how Amazon, you know, if you do it right, how do you try to get a book to be an, a number one bestseller? And we did. We turned the hundred page book, uh, which I released in July of twenty twenty. And it was a bestseller both in print and Kindle for like eight months. We sold thousands and thousands. And Alex was part of that ride. But um, there is a whole science to doing it right. And there's some other back-end ways of doing it. But to do it right is a real science. It was very interesting. And did that do anything for you? Uh, Yeah, it did. It so (laughs) it allowed me to say I was an Amazon bestseller, (laughs) which, again, I poo-pooed for years. Um, But... We literally sold thousands. I mean, it was probably over ten thousand books over the last two years. So, what does that mean? I, it means, in, in all our books, in the hundred-page book is no different, had calls to action for readers to opt into my, you know, my different opportunities. So, it was just a, it was a lead generation opportunity. Um, so,
1: yeah. And, and was there any unexpected consequences or results of becoming that bestseller?
0: Um, for me, I think it was the fact that if you do it uh, you know if you do it right it, it felt real if that makes sense now it's not real like maybe I mean even New York Times and those are sort of a pay to- play game I suppose but when we were like seven or eight months in and it was still a number one bestseller and, oh, and then another consequence is it triggered this was pretty cool it triggered some of my, my one of my other older, Shooks that was on Amazon to be a number one bestseller because people were buying it and then wanted to see my other ones like you mentioned earlier so that I had a second bestseller come from it that wasn't I wasn't doing anything with Um, but it really I mean we got a ton of opt-ins on our list and I know for a fact you know we've got a number of new clients from it I mean most of our client acquisition for our publishing opportunities are coming from my books which are just on Amazon so yeah it, it works.
1: It works it works and I keep hearing over and over again it works um, and so let's talk about free books because I'll be honest with you I'm pretty sure I read your book originally on on Kindle Unlimited is it on Kindle Unlimited
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I, I kind of got it for free I'm paying for Kindle Unlimited because um, I, I, I like you said I scan a ton of books and then yours I because it was 100 pages I finished it and then I, I went to the next one so mm-hmm. I'm a perfect example of someone that, you know, and then we're here and we're talking. Uh, <laughs> AI, next, uh, thing, next, next thing is you got to become a client. <laughs> I know. Next thing is I've got to become a client, which might be happening. Uh, but so tell me, how, does, how do you work with free books? Because I know some people are like, let me just give away my book, give away my book, give away my book. And that's the ma- their magic of free books. But I'm assuming you, being an engineer, which I love, I think engineers make the best marketers, some of the best marketers and some of the best stock traders, but that's a whole other story.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what What is the magic of free books? How does that work to make it work? Well, I, I wrote a Shook about the magic of, it's called the magic of free books. And again, being a, a geek about marketing, I, first of all, I, I presented the fact that Marketers have been using free books since the late 1890s, so over 100 years ago, right? I, I show ads from the early 1900s for free books um, in, in, in a business context. So it's a it's a proven strategy. Even though you still see them on Facebook and on TV today, it's not like you know these guys and, and women are, came up with anything new. It's a, it's a time tested strategy. So I mean, the essence, the first shift, Ian, is you're the author is willing to give it away. Alright, or, or at least give it away at a very nominal, you know, maybe it's free, and if you're shipping it to them, you charge for shipping. But it's about a different mindset, right? I'm gonna give away a five dollar, you know, it cost me five dollars to print this book. I'm going I'm willing to give that away because I know my client is worth potentially you know five thousand. So that's the first shift. Then the second thing is it's about getting it out there is, in as many ways as possible. So I mentioned we work with a lot of main street business owners, doctors, dentists, insurance agents, etc., lawyers. And, and local business owners have a lot of cool opportunities. They can display it in their office, in their practice. Um, one of the coolest things that local business owners do, and I still have some that are doing it right now as we speak, is they, they create like a network of um, I call strategic partners. So for example, we had a dentist who unfortunately has passed away, but when he published his Shook he was a type of dentist that didn't use mercury, all right? So it's like a real unique type of dentistry, no fluoride, no mercury, holistic dentistry. So he placed, you know, he placed his book literally like I did behind me, like in a cases, in in places where people that are worried about their health would be visiting, chiropractor's offices, health food stores, gymna- you know, gyms, and he just put it out there and said, hey, take a free copy, put a little sign, I have it right over here, a little, you know, free book. And within the first month of doing that, Ian, of just putting his book in places where his customers, potential customers, would be hanging out, he got three, three new patients worth a couple thousand dollars each. So like that's a really cool strategy, right? Um, obviously, online marketers can do the same thing with funnels and, and joint ventures, but it's, it's really about just, in my book, The Magic of Free Books, I outline 51 ways. There's just so many ways to leverage a book Online, um, offline—that it's one of the most versatile marketing assets you can create, in my opinion. I I agree, and uh,
1: you know, I think another thing is—and have you started incorporating like video slash QR codes into your your shooks?
0: Not mine, but guess what? As soon as I—well, I told you I have a client call after this. Um, That client—he's got QR codes throughout his shook. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, I think Dom has them in here in the single suite investor, he's got QR codes. So yeah, it's, there are, I call them calls to action, whether it's a QR code, a, a download or something, you put these calls to action in the book to get interested readers to take the next step. Um, and then, you know, in and in, in, in to elongate that relationship.
1: And what I love about them too, is there's a bit of authority that you can't get anywhere else, right? And also it, it, it's the it's the relic factor the tangible factor that you see behind me right it, it's if someone sends me i've got books in fact my wife's like do you want these books books people sent to me and i'm like they're like 12 years old and i'm like she's like you don't need these books i'm like yes i do <laughs> and i'm hoarding them right and it, and yeah, they I'm remind the you of the way. person and you pick them up and they remind you of the person and especially if it's a, a small book you're like oh this one's too one's not taking up any space <laughs> right. and it makes me think of them i i think it's fantastic and so now do you also use this do you drive people to an audiobook how does the, how do you incorporate the audiobook marketing into the free book
0: so we so f- a certain percentage of our, of our authors only we, we just print the books for them so they're just you know the, the local dentist doesn't need to be up on amazon um, so he, he or she is, just has a, a, you know, a paperback version for their office, for example. And then we give them a digital version, which they can use on their website. It's not a Kindle version. It's a unique version we use. Um, however, certain of our authors are on Amazon, and we do create the print book, the Kindle book, and optionally an audio book. I will tell you with my own shooks, the order of sales numbers, which is very interesting, is Kindle's first, print's second, and audio books are third. So it's always interesting. I don't sell nearly as many audiobooks as I do um, Kindle uh, in print, but um, you know it's it's really it's it's just an option for them. You know, if they feel like they want an audiobook, um, we do that, that. We have that service for them. And
1: so when you start to make these books and you're getting them into your funnel and you're using them in direct response, at what point you know like you said you've you've have clients you've made multiple books where where are you going I need to make the next book are you mm. planning that ahead of time
0: yeah well oh boy I wish I wish because i I would mine would have been a lot clearer now mine happens sort of like hey I have an idea in Heinz so what I do the thing I do Ian, is and Amazon allows this pretty easily is I'm updating my books on amazon so uh, and we send out people you've know, got the Kindle version they get an update but there's things that I'm updating and sort of like fitting it in better. I wish I had it planned out. With our clients, I tend to work with them and ask that question. Do you think you have a series here? If you do, let's map that out. Um, but the, the real beauty of these things, and I, I say this often, I was even encouraging you before we hit record, Like if you think you have got a two or 300 page book, would it make sense? Now there are times, like you said, like a thought leader book, you know, a, a book that might be traditionally published where you want that sort of thud factor, you know, where it's a big book. But oftentimes, I'll ask clients, like, is it better to be, serve your, your readers by having three 100-page books versus one 300-page book? It gives you three ways to market differently. You can break up the content differently. You look like a multi-book author versus a single book author. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, you know, opportunity there to think about how you slice and dice content and should it be one book or should it be three books.
1: Yeah, I. There is that marketing factor we were talking about it with Alex, and I've talked about it with a few people. Like once you have a back catalog, right? It's it's you have a catalog of books. There's, it's probably an exponential increase. Like you said, once you hit that bestseller list with one book, now all of a sudden this other book is selling more because it's probably getting suggested more, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. the, and and that's super powerful. And you know, once you started doing these. How have you seen people's authority change and, and what has that meant to them because it is definitely an authority builder but it's I mean, yes it's great to lead Jen but I you know I hear from our clients all the time it's like once they get the videos out there it's like it's the conversations with my client people come in they they feel like they know me already and I've never
0: met them before yeah. is, that, is that the kind of thing that you're seeing with the, with the shooks yeah and I would say you know so much so that I have a podcast about it, uh, and I have a, a podcast called The Author Factor, and it's about what it means to be a, a nonfiction business book author. And I always ask that question, like, what does it mean? And, and probably the number one answer from, and we're up to 110, 115 episodes as you and I are recording this, is it does build authority. And for a lot of, I mean, guys like you and I are, who are really in the marketing world, we sort of see a lot of things, right? But for the local dentist, the local retailer, the local physician, When someone gets his or her book and asks for it to be autographed or says, hey, I read your book, that's pretty cool. Guys like you and me, maybe we're a little more jaded, a little more seasoned, but it's pretty cool when you write a book and someone brings it in and says, hey, I read this, I'm here because of it. And it happens all the time. One real quick story, if I could. My daughter, uh, three years ago, was going into her senior year of high school it was right about three years ago right now, or four years ago, I apologize, it was 2018. And uh, it was right about just, you know, almost in July, uh, it was July 4th weekend. And I said to her, I said, listen, we should do something special this this summer to help you, you know, raise some money, yada, yada, yada. So on July 4th, we came up for an idea for a book for her to create Ion By Labor Day, so what, two months later, two and a half months later, She had a published book. It's sitting over here. It's called Dog Joy. We had just rescued our first dog, so she did a compilation book. Compilation books are nice because she only had to write one chapter. Twenty-five other people contributed a chapter about how they rescued a dog. She raised almost $6,000 for dog rescues. She was featured on the front page of a bunch of local newspapers and magazines here in the Philadelphia area. Um, And then, and we didn't even think about this when we were doing it, but she used it as a way to differentiate herself when she was applying to colleges. She got into every college she applied to. She got letters from the, you know, two different deans saying how cool it would be to have an author as a freshman in their school. She got scholarship offers. So, again, here's a kid that, you know, if you're looking at who, what kid to accept, A or B, and this one raised all this money by being you know, a book author and publishing a book, you know, that definitely set her apart. So whether it's a teenager or, uh, you know, uh, I'm talking to another client. He's in his 80s. I have a client right now who's in his 80s. Ian. I told him he should retire. He's in his 80s. He's publishing a shook. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice. And you're never too young or too old. And I can only imagine no. the, the level of success that sets your daughter up for it. Just that idea. It's gotten over that boundary of, of publishing your first book. You know, if it's, if it's short, it, that's. Does, do you see that a lot? I mean, does that happen where people now have published their first one and now it just becomes yeah. so much easier?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like I told you, there's Dom Tyke, right? He's got a whole yeah. staff <laughs> now, right? Yeah. The, and the answer, because, the, you know, it's like anything. The bug, it, it bites you and you say, hey, it wasn't that bad. And by the way, I think anybody listening to this probably, and probably ought to consider publishing a short book. Um, if they're helping people, they can write a short book. So, yeah, I, it does. They, they see the opportunity. Um, and they, they get that success behind them and see how, you know, people are, you know, gravitating towards them. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Now. Okay. I've got my book published. I'm, I'm a marketing agency. What's the number one thing, the number one marketing piece that you would tell them to do right away?
0: Well, I would have told you early on that actually writing the book is the easy part, uh, believe it or not. Um, marketing the book is the hard part. And what I mean by that, Ian, is the con- I, I say this all the time on my podcast, the consistent, persistent use. These things don't do anybody any good if they're sitting in a box in a closet, right? So everyone gets excited. I published a book. I wrote a book. It's published. They've got, you know, they order their copies. They're in a box. And then all of a sudden life gets in the way and they stop marketing it. So the first thing is actually way before the book is done is you know, what is the plan to use this? Now, to answer your specific question, um, oftentimes, it, it depends. I mean, if they're a local business owner, I always encourage them to consider doing a, a press release, believe it or not, like sending out a, a media release to their local media. Hey, new book, you know, on the topic. That that has worked very well for some of our clients. If they're an online marketer, they have like an online presence, obviously doing social media, you know, emailing your list. Um you know, it's just like I always say it's it's publishing a, a book a book like this for your business. It's a long term play. It can last decades. I mean, I've got books I've published years ago that are still working for me. So you've got to look at it as a long term play. It's not this thing like, hey, it's done and I'm going to do a couple weeks of promotion and then forget about it because you won't be successful.
1: That's, that's such a good point. You know, Alex said it, too, and I keep hearing it over and over again. It's like if you, you spend a thousand hours writing it you need to spend at least a thousand hours marketing it and just keep talking about it, talking about it, talk about it and you know you guys have to watch Mike McCallowitz's episode because he had one of the most unique the newest ways of promoting his book I've seen that for 25 bucks and I'm not gonna tell you because you got to listen to his episode Mike I'll tell you after good for you uh, <laughs> but awesome and so the th- the author factors the podcast and you've you've put together a, a little gift for the audience at mike slash magic that's with two z's and of course the link will be down below in the, in the show notes or on youtube but mike tell me what we get there
0: So I'm putting a little, you know, I've written a couple books, The Magic of Short Books, The Magic of Free Books, The Magic of Shooks. So I thought, geez, uh, and this literally just came to me an hour before this interview, uh, and I thought, I had a thought before. I thought, why don't I create the Shook Magic Kit? So um, by the time this is airing, uh, we'll have our Shook Magic Kit, which will be a a, a, a way for you to be able to read all of those short, helpful books online for free and some other goodies I'm not going to say what they are, but I got some other goodies. So it's going to be a little kit for your listeners. Um, They just go to mikecapuzzi.com forward slash magic, and uh, they'll be able to get that.
1: Nice. Well, I'm super, super excited for that. Um, And, of course, we've got the Author Factor podcast, and we'll put a link to the books. We'll put a link to Magic of Short Books. We'll put a link to the Magic of Free Books, all the links in there. And, Mike, where do you spend your most time on social media? Where should we link to there? A Facebook, LinkedIn. I don't spend a lot of time on social media, I am, but Facebook or LinkedIn. All right, we'll put a link to both of those. But Mike, thank you so much for being on this book marketing uh, series on the Garlic Marketing Show.
0: I appreciate you doing great work. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And thank you all for taking Mike and I on your journey, Think about a short book. And this has been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know what will make you an authority? You know, it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know? your business and how to make videos for business that work. The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special